Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, as part of a movement towards banning the process, the government commissioned a study from the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Trinity College on so-called conversion therapy. That report was delivered to the government last week and we're joined now by Dr Brian Keogh from the school. Afternoon, Brian. Hello. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, when we talk about conversion therapy, was it, it what kind of things were, t- were, 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 were these people attempting to convert? Okay. Um, well, I suppose uh, the first thing is that there is a kind of a move away from describing it as conversion therapy towards more conversion practices. And I, and I think that is really to highlight the kind of lack of therapeutic um, activity that happens in so-called uh, conversion therapy. So the people that responded to the survey and who we interviewed, they experienced a combination of sort of religious um, interventions and also um, kind of pseudo-psychological treatments as well, kind of cognitive behavioural approaches. And then some of them, like some of the trans participants talked about that they uh, maybe attended therapy and there was maybe more emphasis on their gender identity and that was experienced by them as a form of uh, conversion therapy. Right, okay. So is it possible then from the result of this study to define what conversion therapy or whatever term you like to use is? Because you, you, you might go to a completely legitimate and qualified therapist of some sort who might be engaging in something like this. Um, yeah, well, I, I think there is, a, as I said, there's a move away from talking about conversion therapy and what people uh, within the literature are talking about are activities called sexual orientation change efforts or gender identity change efforts. And they are specific strategies that aim to change or suppress a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. So I think um, in terms of, say, practitioners who are working with LGBT plus individuals who are maybe, um, I don't know, maybe a little bit cautious of that they might be accused. I think as long as their their aim of their approaches are are not to change the person's sexual orientation or not to change the person's gender identity, and they're working in an ethically sound and clinically appropriate and um, gender and sexual orientation like affirming way, then they shouldn't have too much to worry about. Mm. The, the the fact that though uh, you were commissioned by the government to 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 prepare this report as part of something the government wanted to do was there yeah. a feeling of they you know they wanted you to come to a particular conclusion anyway what would have happened if you if you talked to loads of people who said no it's fine didn't do many harm at all um, well I th- I think uh, like we the government I suppose the department did set out their aims and objectives of the report which are clearly stated in the in the finished report and I suppose we we made a commitment to provide an independent report and within that report we have um written about people who have who said that it wasn't that harmful and that it was okay and then other people who said that, that it was very harmful so we were very kind of cautious to make sure that we reported the findings of the research Mm. um, uh, in a way that was independent. Could you give us some sort of percentage as to how many found it to be harmful and how many didn't? Um, Well, I am... 
it was it was kind of a small enough sample so for example in the in the survey there was 38 people who said that they experienced it as uh, it were exposed to conversion therapy or uh, conversion practices and practically all of them said that it was harmful now there was one person who said it was that it worked for him and we reported that uh, and then within the interviews we had five people who uh, interviewed who had uh, who talk when three of those five talked about it as being very harmful and having some some kind of considerable long-term effects um, and then there was two trans participants and one of them talked about how it was a setback for them and maybe not so much long-term effects but certainly it was perceived as a setback when for example their gender identity was not taken seriously um or that they were told that they were, it was a kind of a phase that they were going through. Mm-hmm. Dr. Brian Keogh uh, from uh, the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Trinity College. Thanks a million for talking to us today. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.